You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with the fall guy. Let's do it later. Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes. Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Because nope. I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. Get ready for the greatest roast of all time. The Roast of Tom Brady. A Netflix live event happening May 5th, hosted by Kevin Hart. The seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. Okay, so hi, Robbie. I'm honored and privileged uh, to have you on my channel, so uh, many thanks for your time. A uh, pleasure to be here. Thank you. Ah, uh, no problem. It's a pleasure to have you on. So yeah, I'm really looking forward to to hearing your story about becoming a professional boxer, um, the benefits of it, and then winning the the British, European, and uh, and world titles. Yeah, yeah, so, um, it's pretty good career, you know. <laughs> yeah, 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 great career. So um, so for the viewers who don't know a lot about boxing, could you introduce yourself so that they can get a better idea of you? Yeah, my name's Robbie Regan. I'm former. British and European flyweight champion, um, the IBF flyweight interim champion, and the world, the world WBO bantamweight champion, and first world bantamweight champion Wales of Ad. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think you're one of the many. Like, is, is it 13 at the moment? 13 mm-hmm. Welsh yeah. world champions. So that, you know, you're part of like a, you know, a select group. So how yeah, how, yeah. how do you feel about that? Must yeah, must make you feel. So yeah, it's great to be part of that exclusive club. You know, you don't get that many world champions, but you know, mm-hmm. but by square mile, it's, it's a, a room where they say it. We got more world champions where I'm from than anywhere in the world, which is that's quite amazing how small how small we are, like. Right. So yeah, that's that's true. Yeah, yeah. I think like we, you know, with the history of of Welsh boxing, and we've always had good champions. Yeah, when you think uh, you about said. you know myself, Joe, Joe yeah. and. And um, Gavin Reese and Nathan, we're all living about five miles radius. Ah, you're all right. Ah, okay. it's, a box, it's a boxing hub then, that, that region. Is there a reason for that, do you think? Is it, was it like, was life, well, I mean, how was life growing up for you then, Rob? Um, yeah, you know, it was, it was tough back in them days, but, you know, we didn't have, didn't have much. We just, um, we was happy, but, you know, um, but, you know, boxing was way out, That's yeah. it, you know. The poverty, really, you know, and uh, yeah. obviously when the fight, you see other fighters doing well, Welsh fighters doing well, success beats success. Yeah, yeah. So when did you decide to get into boxing then? Was it from a young age or was it as a teenager? No, or I started late, I did, and it was by accident, really. I was on holidays with my uncle Pat, who was a professional trainer, and Di Daigano ended up becoming my trainer and manager. He was on holidays with us, and... um. Me and my brother, and he was talking boxing. So me and my brother decided to go to the gym. When we got back, I was nearly 15, I was. And to mm. be honest, I was, I was more interested in my brother than he was in me. You know, I had long hair down here, and I was a bit of a rock. <laughs> like, uh, you like draw, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> right, I remember, right. I remember walking into the gym, and there was a, an old professional, old time professional, Irish man with a broken nose, called so you he looked at me, and he said, he never make a boxer. <laughs> Wow, he's yeah, <laughs> yeah. Just, just judge you how you look, don't he? You know, 
Ah, uh, is that like your stature? Are you? Is yeah. it five foot? Five foot four? Five, five four. I'm um, yeah. Uh, yeah. yeah that was why then. Do you think? Yeah. Just because of the long hair and that, that's what it was. And he was, he was like I say, he was old school, you know. And and uh, they they don't they didn't like as long hair and all that. <laughs> right. <laughs> so how how did you feel then when you had your first spa? Um, was that kind of exciting? Was it uh, sort of uh, nerve wracking? You know, at the same time as well. Yeah, well, as soon as I walked in the gym, I just instantly fell in love with the game, and I just knew there and then this is what I want to do. Just fell in love with yeah. it. I've never, I never done any other sport. I was never yeah. interested in sport, but mm. it, it mm. just, it just got a, it gets, it gets a grip on it, you know. Yeah, yeah. So then, before you turned pro, did you have any like jobs uh, before that to support yeah, yourself? Yeah, I worked, or, yeah, I was working in a furniture factory when I was seventeen, carrying the frames in for the bookstores. Mm-hmm. And I worked there, you know, as long as I was amateur, really. And when I turned pro, and that's when I decided to, 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 to become full-time professional and to dedicate my life to it. And how many amateur fights did you have before turning turning I, pro? I, I didn't have that many, to be honest with you. Probably 30, 31, 32. Um, uh-huh. Most of my fights, because my weight, most of my fights were internationals or multinational competitions. Actually, the first time I ever boxed for Wales was in the Commonwealth Games. I was I was right. picked and um, some African countries pulled out and you needed boxers, so uh, they, they drafted me in. They come and got me in post-call. I was, I was done post-call enjoying myself on all days because like, I was a picked and then they come and got me. So the first time I boxed for Wales was Commonwealth Games and I was just only 17. like. Right. Was that at flyweight then or bantamweight or light, light fly, light fly. Ah, uh, light flyweight, right. Seven, seven and a half stone. Seven and a half stone. Was that difficult even at that age to you know get down to make the weight? I made, I made that weight till I was nineteen and it, it, it was in the end it killed me. It absolutely yeah. was killing me. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Was a struggle. Yeah, I can imagine. I, 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 like always struggle, you know. Um the last couple of years making flyweight I struggled and when I went up to bantamweight. I'd always dry out the last two pounds when I was a flyweight, you know, come in the night before the fight, don't eat or drink nothing, you dry out two pounds. Yeah. And that, even when I went up two weights, I still had to dry out two pounds out. So you can imagine right. what he was doing to me at the lower weight. I could so imagine that, I, and I suppose back in the back in like in the nineties when you campaigned, you didn't have like the, the diets, the you know, the coaches that you have these days, the science. No, you didn't you know, have the dietitians. Didn't have dietitians, yeah. No, didn't have them then and uh like and the weigh-in was on the day of the fight, then not the day before the fight. Ah, right. It was, so when did that change then, Rob? When did it like uh, go back to you know? It's like twenty. Is it twenty-four hours before? The, now it's like yeah, or maybe even longer. I think it's like no, set. Is it yeah. twenty-four hours? Isn't it? Twenty-four, 24 hours, hours before. Yeah, 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 yeah. So when I did that change then? Was that like the early? Well, it was my, I tell you when it changed. So thereabouts is when it, my the very last fight. I had the weigh-in the day before the fight. Ah, so it was ninety. Was that ninety-eight or ninety-seven? Ninety-six. Or... Oh, ninety-six. Ah, right. Okay, so it changed around then. Yeah. Do you think it's better? It's 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 better because they they weigh twenty-four hours before, or do you think it was first better all, to weigh on the day? First of all, I thought it would be better, but when I think about it now, it's it's making boys get on to making weights because they got that twenty-four hours. You know, yeah. They they making weights that they they can't they wouldn't couldn't shouldn't really make. Yeah. You no. Know, yeah. That's a good point. I mean, like I said, I was killing myself making weight at flyweight, and even at at bantamweight, when I went to it, it was still a struggle. I mean, yeah. I when I boxed for the, on the world title, I could do my the drugs test before the fight or after the fight. 
But if I tell you before mm-hmm. the fight, the drug testing guy, you have to be with whoever you go. So I decided, right. I decided to do drug tests after the fight. And uh, I, it, it took me from when the fight finished, probably 11 o'clock in the night. It took me to just to pass 100 milli urine, which is nothing. 100 milli, it took me to about 5 o'clock in the morning. Just this, and I was drinking pints and pints of coke, and, and that's yeah. just my body was so dehydrated and exhausted. Oh, I can imagine. Yeah. So, what, so when you turned pro, then what weight did you campaign on? Was it the flyweight then? Did yeah, you go up to fly, flyweight? Fly flyweight. Yeah. Flyweight. Always flyweight. It was my last fight. I went up to bantamweight. I should have gone up to bantamweight a year, two years before I'd actually. Yeah. But you, yeah. you know, when when you're in the top ten of every every governing body. The world, and you wait to be world title shot. You, you, you don't want to go up, and you have to wait for even longer, or you think you yeah. have to wait longer. That's a good point. Yeah, yeah I was lucky. Oh. Yeah, I was because um, when I got my crack at the world bantamweight title straight away, because the guy I beat, uh, Daniel Emnes, Frank Warren, and uh, had him under contract, so it was easy to make a fight. Ah, right. Yeah, I, th- I think Frank's always had a good relationship with the WBO, hasn't he? He's always like, yeah, yeah. you know, he's, yeah. he's yeah. I think it was a w- WBO title. Yeah, WBO. That you, that you yeah, it's WBO. Second one, that was, yeah. I won the IBF yeah. in trim flyweight title. I was with mm. the first and still only two-weight world champ. What, what an achievement! Yeah, you must be, uh, you know, so proud of that. So going back to your first pro fight, um, how did you feel? Oh, like, like I, like any fight, it doesn't matter if it's a title fight or or, or just a six rounder. You know, you train as hard for all your fights, and you're just nervous. You know, I mean, you ain't gonna fight for the world title if you lose at the fights before it. So there's a lot of pressure on you, you know, and especially when you got the sport that I had. Which was amazing. He made my nights absolutely electric, and I was lucky to have our sport, amazing support that they get fighters out their countries to come fight me and defend against me in Wales, which is a yeah. big bonus, big bonus for any fighter, you know. Yeah. Did you have all your fights in Wales, or did you also like yeah. travel overseas? Uh, all in Wales, was it? I, yeah. I traveled a lot as a, as amateur. I mean, I won a gold medal in the multinations in in. Norway, and I won a silver medal in multi-nations in Sweden, you know, I boxed, boxed in Canada, but um, only once as a pro I boxed abroad, and I was in Italy. And, um, oh, right, okay. Italy, and, uh, nice. Yeah, and I boxed this boy, and I dropped him in the first round, and he wanted to give up, and the promoter of the show basically pushed him back out. <gasps> Never. And, and I, I absolutely battered him, and they give a draw, right? <laughs> And you, even the referee in broken English apologised to me. He said, no judge, I'm no judge. Even the referee apologised to me. Uh, it was I, a draw, I, you said? Yeah. They, they yeah, scored I, a draw. Yeah. If you were drawing it, you, you won. That's no doubt about that. But I, I boxed him again about 10 years later. I, I actually got a match with him over here, and I beat him over here. Beat him actually, then, yeah. I beat him in Italy, to be honest with you. So you got your, like, your... Your revenge then, or redemption, yeah. so to yeah. speak. Yeah. Yeah. All oh, right. I see. And then, when you, um, what, what do you remember the most about your your first world title fight then? Yeah. Uh, to be honest with you, um, uh, I know make no excuses. Best man won on the night. But yeah. It was problems going into that fight. Um, first of all, I, I had two operations on my hand. But I had like right. an abscess in my hand. And I need two small operations, so I couldn't train properly, where I couldn't spar. Mm. But, you know, I had to take a fight. I, was trying, I had to take a fight because I'd been waiting so long for a world title fight. 
And if it's mm. if I flew, I just don't know if I ever get a, a world title fight again. Yeah. So, I, and also, and it was it was a disagreement with the money. Where I had to pull out, and so I, I had to give him some some of my purse to make him wait the champion. You know, because we we delayed the fight. Coming up to the fight end, he delayed it. So I said I don't mind that, but I am paying him what he wanted. Now I said, you know, mm. I want what I originally agreed. And it was said it was all done and dusted. And come the day of the fight, I found out that it was taken out of my purse, which didn't help me mentally. I I I, I went having my mentally right foot. You no, know, yeah. like I said, the best man one, but that he boxed my shard one. I not not over vegan. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Do you think then um, did that affect did that affect you then for your next fight, or were you mo- more motivated and more determined to you know? I was more determined, definitely, you know, I, I, you know, to be to be tucked up like that and and go through the, what I had to with my hand and eye, you know, when everything was right. And yeah. obviously, I want I wanted to prove to everyone and pay, repay everybody's belief in me and, and bring our world title two ways because you yeah. know, yeah, I, I had to repay the, all my fans' belief in me because they all stuck by me. Yeah. Yeah, and then when you um, so for your last fight uh, when you won the world title, um, yeah. like describe the you know the days or the weeks leading up to the fight. How did you feel? Did you did you know that you were going to win? Did you feel super confident? Yeah, I, I was I was super confident. I mean, but I was boxing a very good fight. I he come over Britain before, and he'd beaten beaten three three good men, and uh, in fact he won he won the, the world title at weight from us. And he won out over here. He took it off Duke McKenzie over here, who was a great champion. Ah, Duke, Duke McKenzie, three weight, is it three weight world he's, champion? He's, all, he's only our three weight world champ, mm. yeah. And mm. uh, has, you know, managed to beat him. So, you know, I, I knew I was up against a quality opponent. Yeah. But going up going up to the weight that I should have been fighting, I was super confident. But, you know, the bookies had me as a 4 1 underdog. Yeah, as an underdog? Yeah. Uh, because of his record, because of who yeah, he, yeah. he yeah, beat. He's, he's, Two-weight right. world champ, and right. um, I mean, come, like I say, he came over here and he beat a very good fighter in Africa. Court. He was a Garland, but he was based over here, and and I and he was a quality fighter, Africa. Mm. Court. He, Africa Court, he was a quality fighter, and he managed to beat him as well. So, so you know, he, he proved his class. Daniel mm. he was a top fighter. But he's, he's ranked, he's ranked number one in, in as the number one bandmate in the world at the time. Right. So after you got your title, then Rob, how, how did you feel to get that WB, uh, WBO just, bantamweight? It was just your dream come true, and it was everything I ever dreamed of, and it was, it was a big weight off my shoulders, and I was just so happy for my fans, you know. And I, I, I like I keep saying, I repay their belief for me because I owed it on. Mm. And at that point, then Rob, um, how long had you, had you been a, a pro? Um, when you won that WBO like, bantamweight, was yeah, it like six turned, years? I turned pro when I was 21, and I won, yeah, six years. And I won six, seven years. When I was 28. Yeah, a long time though, isn't it? It's not as like, you know, people don't realise, like I, I've never been a boxer myself, although I'm a yeah. big fan, but um, there's a lot of sacrifice, isn't it? Like six, seven years, and yeah, sometimes, I, you know. Yeah. Total, total dedication in there, you know, you've got to live the life if you want to be world champ, and, um, you know, and uh, <clears throat> like I say, you got to you like dedicate yourself to the sport. I mean, and especially in the lower weights, it's a short career. You know, you they, yeah. they finish much younger in in flyweights and bantamweights. You know. 
Yeah. So for people who don't know a lot about boxing, why is that? Why do um, the fighters at the, the lower weights finish? You know, their careers yeah, a lot I, earlier I, than. You know, it's because it's because of making weight and because of you know they they, they throw six times as many punches as the heavyweights. You know what yeah. I mean? They they just yeah. don't stop working, and you and gonna, obviously your body is going to burn out quicker. Yeah. Yeah. You no, know, it's weird and tear. Weird and tear. Yeah, I think like uh, is it Chocolatito at the moment? Like he's is it thirty three, thirty four? But he's like a bit of an exception, you know. He, he fights at the lower weights, but there's not many who, as you as you said, who no. make it past thirty two, thirty three. Very, very few. No, I mean it, it, mm. the one that stands out, you know, it was totally amazing. Is Manny Pacquiao? Manny Pacquiao, yeah. yeah. But he went up in weight then, didn't yeah, he? Like yeah. he ended up as a was it a welterweight? I think. Uh, he... Like mid, like welterweight. Either like middle or welter, welter, I think. No? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, he went up to that. Uh, yeah, yeah. Well, actually, the first time he won was flyweight. Oh, God. And, uh, incredible fact, how he put on when, the weight. When, I, when I was champion, he was my number one contender. God, imagine that if, if you'd fought Pacquiao. Yeah. Do you think he would have uh, would have won? <laughs> like, I, I don't care. I'd love the payday. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. But, uh, in fact, he. he Instead of fighting me, he went up. He went up straight up to some bantamweight. So I uh, avoided me, didn't he? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you could you could say that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> do, do you think, Rob, that uh, these days it's easier to be a boxer because I know, like you know, you've got like the paydays are better. You've got social media. So do you think it's easier to to be a pro these days in comparison to your time in in, in the nineties? Um, I suppose if you've got the right promoter, and especially you know, you earn more money these days with the pay per view that wasn't that just come in when just yeah, just, I basically finished then. So, yeah, yeah. You, you know, there's more money in the game now, and there's a few more opportunities, yeah. You know, if you've got the right promoter, you know, but they like taking the big fights to Dubai and I now for yeah. crazy money, yeah, 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 yeah. So then, what did you learn the most from from fighting in the professional ranks, um, Rob? Uh, you know, when I when I was actually right, you know, you know, it keeps a man line, gives him discipline, and you know, and 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 your health, you know, you're, you're always super fit. So that's always a good good thing, isn't it? Yeah, discipline, yeah, motivation. Um, and then, what career do you think you would have had if you weren't a prize fighter? Just you've not gone into boxing. Well, I just been, you know, on the building side or something. Yeah, no doubt. And that's why, that's why I trained so hard because I didn't want to be doing that. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I, yeah, yeah. Lots of boxers as well. You know, like they they say that you know boxing saved my life. You know, I, I would have been in prison or I would have, um, yeah. I don't know, got into all sorts of trouble. Absolutely, Keep, kept, kept, yeah, keeps it, off the streets. Yeah. We've had so many people who would definitely gone down the wrong, wrong path, you know? Yeah, yeah. So then how would you like to be remembered as a fighter, Rob? Um, one of our best and a fighter who give us, give us all. And between the fans. Mm-hmm. And, you know, like I said, just, just give everything I had to give and, and I was totally dedicated. Mm-hmm. And how has life been after hanging up the gloves? Well, when first of all it was difficult. I I, I found it very hard to live without boxing. It was, you know, I yeah. I went, I turned to drink. Um, I was drinking to forget really, and you think get out enjoying yourself, and you're not enjoying yourself really. You're just trying to forget. 
But, you, you, know, you I, missed that buzz then. You missed the buzz yeah, of training and it's, getting it's, into it's the ring. It's your own life. Yeah, it's routine and and obviously the buzz of the fight nights and the, well, the best days of my life. Yeah, yeah. But I mean, you're looking well now, Rob. So um, yeah. you've obviously changed your life. So are you, do you, are you involved in coaching or do you like, are you still actively involved in, in, in the boxing fraternity? Yeah, yeah. I'm uh, I'm one of the ambassadors for a great charity, Ringside, Ringside Charitable Trust, which is a, a charity that you look after, looking after ex-boxers who've been injured over four and a half times. And the people who've, who've, who are behind it are absolutely doing a fantastic job. Is, it's a little. I'm a little bit upset that none of the, the big time promoters or the big boys who's making the big money in the game. I'm, I'm not. I'm not really involved with it at all, or well, or, mm. or, or uh, doubt in any way. You were saying about the ringside uh, trust charitable yeah, event. Yeah. yeah, like I said, they they, they look after the Xboxers who've been injured for a lot of times. They're trying to get a, a place or something built or or something to rent a building to rent where they. These, these fighters can be looked after and cared for. Um, right. So, I guess the people behind there are doing an absolutely fantastic job and they work so hard. But, uh, I'm, like I say, I'm very disappointed with some of the big time promoters, some of the beginner winners in the game. I'm, I'm not doubt at all. I mean, they, they these, some of these fighters who, who need looking after, you know, were the ones, ones who help them get very well and healthy. Yeah, accounts, yeah you know? that's true. Well, I'll do my best to like leave any links or anything like that, you know, and, and yeah. try to, you know, promote it as much as I can. And to, yeah. you know, yeah, that would be that would be great. So, um, I think you've said before, um, you know, when we were speaking on Facebook, you said about um, the Michael Watson event that's coming up yeah. soon. So, t- tell us about that. Yeah, you got Michael coming here. You know, what a legend to have you. I mean, what an inspiration mm. of a man. You know, what happened mm. to him? I mean. For the guy, we all know what happened in the Eubank fight. We got robbed in the first fight, and 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 victory was was ripped out of his hands in, in the second fight. You know, he had Eubank beat, but yeah. obviously we all know what happened. We, we he, he ended up in a coma, and the, you know, the specialist said that uh, he wouldn't survive. Then they said he wouldn't walk again. Um, but they didn't know what sort of what, what sort of a champion he was dealing with because Michael. You know, not only walked again, but he for for charity he walked the London Marathon, which was absolutely incredible, and it took him six days. But we're we're an amazing man, and it's a, it's an absolute honour to have him here in Wales. Yeah, yeah. When, if anybody great, wants great tickets, anybody mm-hmm. wants tickets, then go. You know, find me on Facebook, and then they can get tickets that way. It's going to yep. be an incredible night, and it's and it's going to sell out. So, if you want to be part, want to miss out on a great night. Get in touch. Yeah, I'll leave all the links, Rob, in the description so that anybody can, you know, get in touch and, and buy a ticket. But uh, yeah, well, Michael Watson, what a man. Um, he, he didn't become a world champion, right? But I think he... He's the champion, people's champion. The people's champion, yeah. Yeah, Definitely, yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. Like I said, he was totally robbed. He was totally robbed in that first fight against, against Eubank. I mean, even all the commentators said they couldn't believe the decision went against Mike. But uh, mm-hmm. I, I actually just come back from, well, me just gone, me, Mike, um, Steve Collins, Colin McMillan, Duke, um, so many other champions. We just went to America, Florida, we went for inside Charleston Trust and kids beating cancer. Oh, had an amazing welcome over there, you know, fabulous welcome from the American fans. And, you know, it was, a, it was a trip of a lifetime. 
Mm-hmm. And then with that um, situation with Michael Watson, I think, correct me if I'm wrong, but wasn't that the, um, after the, uh, that event, um, all other fights there on, yeah. they, you know, they, like Mike, medical Mike, doctors Mike, and yeah. things like that were at, at the ring, at the ring, at the ringside straight yeah, away. Michael changed it. Michael changed British boxing. You know, he made the big change there where, where they had to make stringent, safer rules and have yeah. the right people there. And that's Uncle Michael Harris. Mm-hmm. Uncle Michael. That's his yeah. legacy. That's his yeah. legacy. Yeah. Well, and a lot, a lot, a lot mm-hmm. of fighters can be grateful that, you know, it's because of Michael, they've had their life saved. Yeah. Yeah. Now, isn't it something, Rob, that it's the the UK is the safest place to box, more or less? So, so they say. So they that's say. True. And I, I would say so, yeah. I would say mm-hmm. so. In terms of, like, you know, the... Uh, the medical staff they have the oxygen as well. I think it was the oxygen, wasn't it? Like the, you know, there's oxygen yeah, yeah. available there yeah. immediately well, if it's. Well, what he what he didn't have there, which let Michael down, was an easy test. You know, someone to right. give you the injections what you need. But like I said, even it's, it's his legacy, and like I say, a lot of fighters can be very grateful to Michael for that. So my final question then, Rob, is what advice would you give to someone who's thinking about taking a box in to, to improve self-esteem and confidence? Yeah. Well, just find your local gym, you know, and if you want to box, you've got to dedicate yourself totally to the sport. Mm. You, can't be, you can't do it half-hearted, you know, you get found out. You, could, you can't hide when in a ring. So, you yeah. know, you've got to be fully focused, dedicated, and, and have the right people behind them. Make sure you've got the right trainer behind them. Yeah, and it's even like you know, even if people just want to take up amateur boxing just to yeah. you know improve confidence, or if they've been you know bullied, for example, it's, it's, it toughens yeah. you up, doesn't it? Like you know, yeah, going to that I mean, gym. A lot. You know. That's where a lot. That's why a lot of fighters did start boxing because they was bullied, you know. And mm. yeah, it, it gives you confidence to, to spend. You know, a boxing gym is is different to anywhere and any other sport. I mean, the respect. Like I went out with all these fighters in America, the respect we got for each other and the friendship we got for each mm. other. The second and then you, you won't find that in any other sport because we know it's like to get in our ring, you know, and, and to do 12 rounds. And even when you win, you get hurt, you know. Yeah, 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 totally agree. Um, well, thanks, Rob. Thanks for your time. I'll leave all your contact yeah, details. Yeah. Ah, great. Yeah, I'll leave all your contact details in the description uh, so that people can reach out to you. And uh, yeah, maybe we can, uh, you know, catch up uh, soon and do like a, yeah. a part two. It'd be great uh, cool. to catch up. Yeah, absolutely brilliant. Okay, Thank thanks a lot. Yeah, okay. great weekend to you, my friend. Okay, likewise. Take Thanks, care. Rob. Take, Take care, care, buddy. Okay. Bye. Bye. Thanks. Bye. Sports Social Podcast Network.